And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we don't care which measurement system you want to use for measuring the temperature. Relative humidity is still a percentage, and if you want to go ahead and measure it in Kelvin, you lose all credibility as soon as you say degrees Kelvin. Part of this is follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Good to be with you. Yeah, it is, um, it is really hot. It is really muggy. And it's only two of us at the moment, so we'll see where this ends up taking us. From the Midwest of the U.S., where it is not currently on fire, Bridget Fitch, hi. Hi. Yeah, it's it's We're not- currently in a drought, though, which is really bad, because, like, agriculture is a big thing in this state, yeah. along with cow tipping. Well, I mean, don't really recommend doing that. No. <laughs> Not when it's dry. When it's wet, it doesn't matter because they land in the mud. At least, you know, that squishes. It, it you know, it kind of cushions. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's being one of those nights. Uh, do not know if Joseph is going to end up showing up with us tonight. Probably not. He is supposed to be out in castle country where, you know, service is... Uh, sporadic at times and uh how did how did you put it before we got on the air it's on fire yeah burgundy is on fire it's kind of a it's kind of a problem so he might be sleeping through you know this wonderful scent of um burning wine i don't know how best to put it so it is what it is so there's a lot of pine trees out that way so probably burning pine trees well, okay. Burning pine trees is actually a really nice smell. Yeah. In December. Yeah. So you know, it, it's it's going to be what it's going to be. As far as to drink tonight, uh, I decided to indulge a little bit. I have Jarito's pineapple soda. Ooh, yummy! Natural flavor soda, and it does say soda. It doesn't say pop. It doesn't say soft drink. It doesn't say carbonated beverage. It says soda. Why am I saying that? Because, well, there is this big, big argument as far as to what do you call a carbonated beverage where you live? Exactly. When I lived in Indianapolis, I had heard that, that that could start arguments. And I tried it after I'd been there like three weeks. And it did. I asked if it was soda or it was pop. And there were people arguing. Oh, yeah. But I'm such a troll anyway. And and from where I'm originally from, it's all Coke. Glass bottles. But, But that would be down south. Yeah. <laughs> now, reminding you that I originally come from Long Island. For us, it's soda. It's not Coke or Pepsi. It's soda. Or it's White Rock, you know, if you want to spend, like, a lot less. But actually, White Rock is still in business. Yeah, they are still in business, last I checked. Anyway, for those of you that know White Rock, 
<laughs> you're old. Uh, well, in Memphis, it was all Coke. And yeah. if we went to the store, it'd be like, what kind of Coke you want? You want Sprite, Dr. Pepper, whatever. But it was all Coke. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I went to college, out this way, the other end of the state, out Buffalo way, it wasn't Buffalo, so you know, don't worry about it, but it was on the western New York side. It's pop out here. And reminding you that at the college I went to, there is a significant percentage of the student population that is from the other end of the state, you know, the Long Island, New York City kind of folks, because it's the furthest away from home you can get and still file your taxes in the state. So there is the situation that ended up happening in 1987. Uh, the first floor of the dorm, there was a soft drink vending machine, specifically Coca-Cola by brand, on the front. <laughs> Somebody took a sheet of paper and wrote on it, soda. <laughs> Somebody else ripped it down and replaced it with pop. And it went back and forth a couple of times before the two factions met at the same time in the process of wanting to replace and change it. And a fight ensued. <laughs> I don't know what the uh, uh, the eventual result of it was, other than I get to talk about it to this day, reminding you that this goes back to when Star Trek The Next Generation was about to premiere. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's it's going to be well, one of those my, my trolling at work consisted of, we had a, a you know, printer that used to, you know, get screwed up all the time. And so I used one of the other printers in the office and printed out a poster with a picture of Bob Marley on there. And I said, this printer's name is Bob Marley because it's always jamming. Everybody loved it. <laughs> you know, it's an it's an old joke, but it still works. It still works. Even Everybody thought it was doesn't. funny. And they knew who did it. <laughs> because who was? They're like, that was you, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah. Of course it was. <laughs> so, of course, as, as always, everybody, thanks for being with us. If you'd like to join us live, feel free to do so. We record live on YouTube and I try to get the show announcements out, you know, more than 12 hours before the show starts. I'm, I'm trying. It sort of works. It sort of doesn't. With everything that's been in the news, it's been hard to try to figure out what do I want to cover? What don't I want to cover? Cause yeah. trust me, there's some shit in the news. I don't want to cover, but if you do join us, you can be over in the live chat, like down over there. Fearless. Hi. You made it, hun. How you doing? Good to see you. Uh, Royal Crown Cola. Uh, no. That's However, nasty. Well, RC Cola is not nearly as bad as some other ones. Yeah, However, it's nasty. However, I also want to point out the original manufacturing information, ingredient list, recipe. I'm not exactly sure you can exactly call it a recipe just because of the way that it is. For the original 1800s, Coca-Cola is available. 
it is yeah. freely available. And there is actually something out there. I forget if I've got the name correct. The Open Cola Project. Where huh. there are people who are actually like trying to reverse engineer using the original, you know, the original public domain recipe as a starting point to reverse engineer what the Coca-Cola taste actually is currently. And I would love well, to try that one day. I have to say, as somebody who has had Coca-Cola from Mexico, mm. where it still uses sugar cane, it's much better. I've heard that. I haven't bought it recently. Um, I I don't usually have Coca-Cola. Um, if I mm -hmm. do, I'm usually going to have Coke Zero because, truth be told, ah. Uh, I know I shouldn't be fat shaming anybody, but I'm kind of fat shaming myself a little bit because, I mean, I have enough sugar otherwise. Because, you know, coffee. Yeah, I, I remember when Diet Coke came out, I was oh, in high school and we were amazed that that was a thing. Because all that was available before then was Tab yeah. and the uh, Diet Fresca and Tab, frankly, is nasty. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the artificial sweeteners that they use for some stuff. Yeah. The saccharin was just gross. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the stuff just, just does not work. But, and it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, of course, as always, we've got a show for you. And uh, we'll go ahead and do that. I will try my best not to complain about my computer. I've had fun. With my computer recently, I didn't tell you about that, but uh, maybe maybe later I'll explain about the the fiasco I had earlier today when I rebooted my computer into Windows because you know I normally run Linux and I dual boot into Windows and do Windows for the show, and the computer said, uh, "Sorry, dude, I'm not going to boot into into that. I I can't I can't do that." Eight Which, Windows ten freaked me out just a little bit because I kind of need that. I know, but I hate Windows 10, and every time it updates, it screws up my settings. See, uh, there are certain things that I have to use Windows for. It's a very yeah. small number of things, but they're relatively significant. Kind of like, you know, recording this show and having it sound, you know, decent. So, yeah, but Windows is. 8 was, was good. Vista was good. I don't know what the hell's up with 10, but I hate it. And And the funny part of it is 10 actually works really Really stably for me. Stephanie, you made it. Good morning. Bonjour. Uh, you know what? Fine. <laughs> so anyway, let's, uh, let's get things rolling over here because I had a little bit of fun with the horrible scopes. I'll have to explain when we get to it. But for right now, let me get you started with the five minute freestyle. So with five minutes on the clock, it starts now. Vacuum. I can never spell the word vacuum correctly, and I don't know what it is for me, but I, I, I always screw it up on my side, and I don't know why. It's a thing I've always had a problem with. The the double U, U in the middle of vacuum, I, I always want to put an E. It shouldn't be there. That's not the problem. We've seen what happens when the United States has screwed around with different countries their political systems. We know that this has been a problem because, well, 
history. You know, we, we kind of record these things. Somebody does. And whenever there is a vacuum in power, bad things happen. And it's not because there is a vacuum necessarily in and of itself being a bad thing. It's that there are always opportunists looking to fill that vacuum. And sometimes they've got the best of intentions. Usually not. And that's the problem that we're going to have here in the United States very soon. I hope. I know. It sounds counterintuitive, but humor me a second. I am very much hoping that there is a vacuum at the top of the Republican Party in politics in my country in the very near future. We have been watching, listening to, paying attention to, digesting as much as we can. So much of the information coming out from the select committee for the January 6th riot and failed coup. And reminding everybody, a failed coup is still a coup. Be that as it may. When you go after people in a criminal organization, you go after, well, you go after the pawns first. You hold them accountable. You get all the information that you can from them before you punish them, and maybe you go lighter on them. Not because they necessarily deserve it, but because it sends a little bit of a message. If you're one of those pawns, you come forward when we finally get to you, you give us everything that you can, we'll go gentler. And maybe you don't end up dying in prison. You know, for natural causes. But then you use that information. You build up the ziggurat. You go higher and higher at each level. And at each level, you do the same thing. You've got more accountability. You've got more responsibility. You're going to take a bigger fall. But it could be better if you just give us up something. Help us build the case to really, truly take down the people above you. Because are they going to do anything to protect you? No, they're going to do everything they can to protect themselves. So you go up a level, and you go up a level, until you get to the top. And the whole thing, if it works the way that it's supposed to, it implodes. The whole thing just sucks everybody down. Because everybody's been trying to cover their own asses. And with any luck, that's exactly what's going to have happen. The very top, the very pinnacle of that structure is just going to fall down through the floor because there's so much other stuff piled up around and piled up around pushing down. I am very much hoping. I'm not going to say pray, but I'm very much hoping that all the dubious, sorry, all the reports of dubious quality regarding the past president's health and welfare checkups have been not exaggerated, 
but accurate. I would very much like to know that this man is still a healthy horse and is still going to live a good 20 years. Because I will learn to tap dance like Gregory Hines to read that his obituary says that he did it from inside of a cell of natural causes because he richly deserves it. Episode 414 on the docket, runner. The Highlander Principle. And the long and short of it is, we're going to be delving into economics because, well, kind of, sort of, need to, have to, and I don't want to be talking about religion or the actual news of the day. On top of everything else, however, from the very on-fire area of um, France, in, in Castle Indeed. Country. Joseph, did you make it out to Castle Country? Is it on fire out there like we've heard? Uh, I haven't heard of it yet, if it is. Oh, in that case, good. That's good. We're a little worried about you. Yeah, what's going on? Well, we kind of heard that um, Burgundy was kind of... Uh, had it, had it you word it? It was on fire. Yeah, it was on fire. Parts of it, yeah. So we were a little worried about you. <laughs> And, I didn't see a thing. Well, not this part of Burgundy, anyways. That's good. And I know that the heat in Paris has been just unbearable. Oh, it's actually quite cold here. What? Yep. Okay. <laughs> it was like 105 Fahrenheit. Paris well, not was. in Burgundy. Yeah, well, Paris. Not, but. Yeah, Paris was like rather sucky. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today's gonna, today it's going to be going up to 30. So Yeah, I see that. According to the weather that I've got over here, currently 15 with a humidity of 94%. Ew. Yeah, well, it was raining all day yesterday. So. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, so we went for our 12-kilometer walk. Or yearly uh, Wandone de Chateau. Okay. Yesterday, and for once, it wasn't blazing fucking hot. Mm. It's it's almost a tradition, but we, uh, yeah, we walk onto the blazing sun. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, just very glad that you're you're safe, or at least so far safe. It's just. Really hoping it keeps that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, me too. Bro. <laughs> you know, we could we could always uh, we could always look at it this way. If it does start to get like bad out there, uh, we can always kind of uh, expect that you'll end up inside the stone structure. Hi, that's video. Oh, look at you there. Yeah, it's lovely. Is Burgundy anywhere near Bordeaux? No, no Bordeaux in south southwest. Good. So, welcome yeah. to Castle Country. It was really nice out there. For those of you that might be listening yeah. uh, after the fact on the podcast version, 
take a swing over to the uh, to the YouTube page. Yeah, take a look at uh, take a look at the view. It's really nice. Yep. You know, I see the uh, the moat. What there is of it. Oh yeah, what's left? Uh, And the leftover from our picnic yesterday. There you go. See, about this time the uh, this time the show, I would normally be joking about it being oh dark stupid in the morning, but obviously it's not quite coming up. Yeah, not quite dark because it's summer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because the nuclear but the days dable, are getting shorter. Yeah, the nuclear dable has to do its thing. Okay. <laughs> Seen enough? Yep. Okay. Very cool. Thank you. You're welcome. So now comes the fun part. Um, are you going to be able to join us uh, for the uh, horrible scope reading? Or are we going to have to pass you over if this time? You- no, I think if you put if you put the link up, I can get to it through. Um, yes, I did. Through it's through in the call. group chat. Okay. Page up a little bit. Nope. Well, that's not how it works here. I had to switch back to my Android. Ah. Um, because okay. I have an iPhone. Do you have, have access to? Do you have access to oh, the yeah. group chat at all? Yeah, one second. Yeah, I put it back in there oh, here just are. to be on the safe side. Oh, I... uh, yeah, I want to go there. Uh, okay. Let's just open it. Cool. Thank you. All right. Got it. Excellent. <laughs> and you guys are still online, so you're working in the background. That works out perfect. Okay, got it. All right, so- I'm going to have to do this one again. So in that case, we'll just get you started over here. Yes, it is time for the horrible scopes. So for those of you that know what your astrological sign is, cool. Those of you that don't, doesn't matter. And since nobody got in touch with me last week about this week's, you get what you paid for, which means it it doesn't really much matter. Trust me, there's always stuff this way. And I'll fill you in on a a couple of pieces as we go along. Aries. You've been wondering this week if it's worth showing your true colors to everyone. The answer is an unabashed yes. Always show who you are to people. Don't tell. The quiet ones are the ones that change the universe. The loud ones only take the credit. Make sure that people always know where they stand with you on all things. Yes, there is a Babylon 5 reference in there. Horace. This week, a blast from the past will take your mood from zero to hero, from worst to first. Enjoy the things around you, especially wildlife. However, do not trust birds. Canada goose will crap everywhere and threaten you, but have you seen what the inside of an emperor penguin's mouth looks like? If you know, you know. If you go looking it up, just remember, you cannot unsee something. Killing yourself will be the only way to forget that image, so don't do it. Owen. Hi, Mom. Yeah, I got a phone call from my mom earlier this week. She was asking, the those horrible scopes on, on Facebook that you keep cross-posting, do you write those? Yeah, yeah, I do, Ma. <laughs> I fucking love them. Thanks, Ma. 
Gemini. There's another horrible scope later that'll talk about the Webb Space Telescope, but just for you, have you seen those first pictures released yet? Seriously, go look. It's called Webb's First Deep Field, and it mimics what Hubble did. What Hubble did in a, in a week and a half, Webb did it better, and leagues better, in half a day. This week, let your science weirdness flag fly and buy Kerbal Space Program. You will not regret it, and fly safe. Yeah, as an aside, did you guys get to see that uh, that picture that Webb showed off, the, the, uh, the deep field? Yes, and Dr. Becky had a video on it. She was just ecstatic. But she also did one that I have to watch on Brian May's dissertation, finally. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, for anybody that has not yet seen the uh, the comparison of the Hubble deep field versus the Webb deep field. It is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It's, it, and, and, and reminding everybody that that picture, that Webb, the deep field that Webb did with 12 hours instead of, you know, a week and a half, you know, a week and a half or whatever the hell it was. That was the equivalent of the orchestra tuning up before the conductor comes out on stage. So it's still just getting souped up. I was going to say warmed up, but it doesn't want to be warmed up. It was able to see things that were 30 billion years old. And that's the first time ever. Yeah. In the picture of the Carina Nebula. Oh, it was gorgeous. Absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see what we learn from it. Cancer Moonchild. Water polo is not played with horses. Neither horseshoes. The Galloping Gourmet didn't have hooves, and even though it has 350 horsepower to it, there are no horses in the Ford Mustang. You want to have a summer getaway for a week? Consider some place like the Western Pleasure Guest Ranch in Sandpoint, Ohio. Sorry, Idaho. Log cabins, daily horseback rides, three meals daily, evening entertainment, and access to all ranch amenities, including... <sighs> Wi-Fi. And they are pet-friendly. So you can bring your own horse. Though how you're going to fit it on the plane is beyond us. Leo. Ghosts don't reel. And yeah, Google Docs doesn't like the way that looks, but it's a wholly accurate statement. And especially in the middle of summer, ghosts shouldn't be a thing in stores yet. There's still Discovery Day, Labor Day, National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, Back to School, and of course, Back to School Head Lice Week, before we even get into October. You'll get to buy pumpkin spice everything soon enough. Slow down this week. Virgo. You've always wondered, so it's time you learned something this week. You shouldn't store vinyl records or flat or on an angle, just upright. Yeah, it seems counterintuitive, but that's how it's done. Look how they're lined up in stores or old radio station setups like WK <coughs> WKRP in Cincinnati. 
your cassette tape collection, though, is in, is in more danger of growing mold. Stock up a 90% isopropyl alcohol to clean those up. The eight tracks are just a loss. It's true. Libra, the greatest things about the global information superhighway are first, nobody calls it that anymore. And you can find things you never knew existed. Here's something for you to do on YouTube. Search for song titles you love, but add the term isolated vocals. Eventually, you'll find the tracks of Freddie Mercury singing Bohemian Rhapsody, and there are several of them. His voice is glorious to listen to in those tracks. Go do that tomorrow. I've done that frequently and followed oh down wormholes for hours. My God. The, the thing that I love about it, though, is that there are so many original master tracks that you can find from some of these recordings that people uh -huh. have been taking them and remixing them and re-EQing them and re-everything like in order to make like new renditions of the songs. And in some cases... Some of these garage band wannabe music producers are damn good. I love listening to his isolated vocals. I really do. Scorpio. One side effect of global warming is the discoveries of animals from 60,000 years ago being released from the snows. Imagine how foolish people are who say they want to clone woolly mammoths now. Can you imagine fur-coated elephants trying to survive in the summers now? And how derisive they'd be in the winter? Oh, it's cold, you say? Minus 25 Celsius is cold? When my daddy was alive, there wasn't a word for how cold it was. Throw some of that liquid nitrogen on my back. Maybe I'll feel it. Oh, it's me. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, Sagittarius. In 2017, Billy Joel was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and was asked for his top five songs of his own songs. Ready for this list? Number five was Vienna. Four was And So It Goes. Three was You May Be Right. Two was She's Right on Time. But number one from Billy's own personal choices, believe it or not, Scenes from an Italian restaurant. As Billy himself put it, we asked, can we put some Dixieland clarinet in this song? Sure, why not? So we put it in. Just like any good meal, just add a little something of everything to get a great meal. It's totally true. My favorite Italian clarinet is fun to play. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite story from Billy was uh, the song Honesty. It was supposed to have been an instrumental song, but his longtime drummer, Liberty DeVito, in the studio, was starting to make his own lyrics as he's playing along to it. And Billy's just like, oh, man, sh I, I, no, I can't. And he's making up these, like, really stupid lyrics and everything because he's just doing it off the cuff. It's like, shit, I got I to gotta write actual lyrics. I got to record actual lyrics. So he wrote actual lyrics to the damn song <laughs> because his drummer was a dick to him. <laughs> Capricorn. 
There's a lot of little things that will be a growing annoyance, but you can work around them. Imagine what that one engineer at NASA was like when they had to report on the micrometeoroid impacts into that new space telescope. More than five times so far. And yet, that sucker is ready to rock. You can do the same. Just take it easy. Stay cool. Aquarius, time to look forward to going home this week, specifically your first home, the ocean. Plan on taking a trip to the ocean or some other beach for an afternoon. These days, sunscreen isn't good enough. Wrap yourself in aluminum foil for UV protection. People may look at you funny, but just angle your arm the right way to reflect the sunlight in their eyes to get even. And remember... Rip currents are the beach's way of swallowing you. If you know, you know. And it gargles, too. Uh, Pisces, you've been drinking 2% milk for so long, if you try to switch back to whole milk, you'll end up tying your stomach in knots. If you want creamier coffee, creamier coffee creamer, just invest in some quality vanilla ice cream. Or coffee ice cream. How about mixing these three green ice creams and see how it tastes? Some version of mint, pistachio, and matcha. Enjoy. As a matter of fact, on the way home tonight, the little one and I actually did buy mint chocolate chip, pistachio, and matcha. So we're actually going to try that a little bit later this week. And I'll report back and let you know how that worked out. But otherwise... Those are your horrible scopes for this week. If you like what you got, uh, you're a freak. And you know what? Go ahead and fly that freak flag. We don't, we don't care. We don't mind. But if you'd like to have something nicer or nastier for somebody, just get in touch with me. And bribery is very easy. Just stroke my ego, virtually speaking. And I'll have these posted online at the end of the week when I'm working on the next ones. You know, Twitter, Facebook, Discord. Tumblr, I know. I, I do it on Tumblr because Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr is a cesspool. Not for me, because I post almost exclusively this. Oh, okay. It, it, it is what it is. That's the way it's going to work. So your your MySpace your MySpace account isn't uh, I still. Don't know <laughs> if my MySpace account still exists anymore. It probably doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <now>, GeoCities. <laughs> uh, Angel Fire. Yeah. Let's let's go further let's just go further back and further back and further back. Using it? <laughs> CompuServe. Oh god. God, it's just it's just gonna be the way that uh uh Felix is reminding, blend your leftover morning coffee with ice cream sweetened to taste it makes a good shake yes oh yes, uh, does. so does praline pecan oh my goodness i'm sorry you said what now praline pecan that's what i thought you said yes that's like one of my favorites ladies and gentlemen of the listening public i'd like to formally remind you that we don't care which way you say the word. 
it gets the point across, and that's all that matters. If you're going to be a pissant about it, go away. I'm from the South. It's pecan. It's not pecan. You say that, but you know for yes, well somebody's going to go ahead and give you shit for it. I don't care. That's perfectly fine. Anyway. So, um, as far as, uh, as far as the topic for tonight, uh, Bridget, did you, did you get the opportunity to take a look at that, um, that news story that's in the, the show notes for this week? I did not. I will do that now. Yeah. The long and short of it is the, the headline is Amazon to buy primary care provider, one medical for just shy of three uh, of four billion dollars. I did see that headline. Cash money. Yep. I want to make sure that we understand this part most emphatically. Just to start off, this is a cash money purchase. They're buying them outright. Kind of like CBS did with the Aetna. Yeah. Now the reason why this is important is not because this is bad for employees of um, Amazon, because it's entirely possible that Amazon will then say, well, uh, you know what? You want to go ahead and um, you want to unionize? Okay, well, for unionized workers, you get this medical plan that we administer. And what's to stop them from doing that? Is there actually anything to stop them from doing that? Now, I will admit, I don't know the law on this, and I'm not going to hold Bridget to it, because the point isn't so much that this could be a thing, or it's not allowed to be a thing, or that there's some end run that's going to make it a thing. It's that to go with the title, the Highlander Principle, which is sort of not exactly the same thing as the Peter Principle. The Highlander Principle is, in a capitalist, uncontrolled environment, there can be only one. And that's the way that it will end up being. Stuff will just get gobbled up and gobbled up and gobbled up until there is only one of anything left. And before yep. anybody gives me any kind of shit about it, um, yeah, once upon a time back in the day, there used to be stuff called uh, monopolies. And they had to be broken up in order to get, you know, no monopolies anymore. Which is part of the reason why we ended up with Southwest Bell and New York Tell and uh, all, all those other um AT&T bell stuff all across the United States for those who don't baby remember baby bells yeah all the baby bells and now you've got AT&T which was the same company that was what Verizon is now so yeah, this we know for well that we've talked about how the Catholic health centers, and I use those terms loosely, have bought up 
hospitals because they can, because it's revenue. And, well, eventually, what's going to be left? And I think that's, uh, I think that's something that's really important to kind of go through because it's not just an economics thing. It's also in the, the overall idea of concept space. We don't want there to be just one of anything. There should be, well, as far as to how many there should be, that's a debatable option. But it scares me to hear about these things like this, where Amazon is so big, it can just say, yeah, $4 billion, sure, let's, let's just go ahead and buy that. When, why would they buy it? What's the, uh, you know, it's always the why. So I'm going to throw it over for you guys to get what kind of input you've got on this, because when I read that headline, I was immediately of the idea of, Oh shit, why would they do this? Oh right, unionized workers. Well, one of the ones that I have a problem with is Ascension Health and Hospital, which is a Catholic uh, hospital system. They are now in 12 states, 91 cities, and have 157 locations. And it's only getting worse. But as far as the deal with Amazon and One Medical, I mean, how much freaking money does Jeff Bezos need? Well, uh, uh, let's let's be fair on this one. It's not Jeff that bought it. It's his company. It's well, not his he, company. It's not his money. Which is not exactly liquid money. It's it's all invested in stock options and whatnot. That's not real money until it until it is. But the the fact that any company that has you nothing to do in the medical situation, that. yeah, it's just it, it it's just it drives me up a wall to have read that one. Yeah, and. You know, all of these mergers and acquisitions, I mean, it's it's horrible. And when you have all of the wealth trickling up to, like, the top 1%, and then you have the peasants down below and no middle class, things like that cause rebellions and revolutions and collapse of societies. Yeah, Joseph might have uh, heard a thing or two about that over in France. Uh, about what, the merger? No. Uh, like Bastille Day. <laughs> mm. Oh, oh, yes. No, mm, I The French Revolution. Yeah. Well, you know, at the time of the French Revolution, there were still, you know, um, individual farmers, but now everything is... Uh, corporate owned so yeah. you know there was something to fall back onto but uh not anymore yeah i mean same thing here yeah i'm i'm lucky enough that hold on 
Excuse me. Sorry about that. I'm lucky enough that where I live, I am out in the sticks. I'm out in the boonies. I'm out in ski country outside of Buffalo. So it's a very rural area. And it's not at all unusual to, you know, drive home some night in the, you know, early fall and the side of the road, somebody's got a, a little stand with, you know, fruits, veg, whatever. And, you know, th- there's a little box that's on there and, you know, little, little baskets of whatever it is that they've got. Maybe it's garlic, maybe it's zucchini, whatever. And it's, you know, they've got the, they've got the prices there. Just, you know, you put in on the honor system, you put in whatever your amount is that you're taking and, you know, just go on your merry. And I have a, this is great. I have a fly in my office. Great. That's not going to be distracting at all. Well, if anybody sees something fly by the camera, you know what it is. It's not me. Anyway, so what was really odd is when I went to Jamaica, it was kind of the same thing, not with fruits and veg, but with like handmade necklaces and paintings and things like that. They trusted us. It's like, I don't have any cash on me. And they're like, just go ahead and take it and bring money later. Yeah, the trust system and everything that uh, works at a grassroots level, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's how we have to go, actually, to a certain degree. Yeah, and it's it's terribly annoying because that kind of nicety, that kind of willingness to extend yourself just a little bit has been taken advantage of over the years. Yeah. You know, it, well, yeah. the, the trope of, you oh. know, in, in the fifties of, you know, just what well, a uh, perfect example, even though it's not reality, but it was kind of, you know, tropey of, of the time, you know, when Marty goes back in time to the 1950s and back to the future, he asks the, the guy at the counter, you know, give me a tab. I can't give you a tab until you order something. Didn't know him from nobody. It's just like, you know what? I, I, I can't run you a bill until, you know, you order something. And it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a question of, you know, who the hell are you? And people were on their honor to, you know, come back and pay it. And it used to be that, yeah, you, you, you actually were able to do that because people would follow through. Yeah. Basic human understanding. If you're not going to pay somewhere, well, you're never going to go there again. So yeah, you're excluding yourself from society uh, bridge by bridge. People who don't contribute and just take. Normally, at a grassroots level, they're the people, they're the first people excluded from society. But, uh, you know, now it's these people running things who take and give nothing. Yep. And I still, do, I still don't understand, you know, why people don't understand that profit is basically taking more from the economy than what you put into it. So... And wage theft is a thing here. Even though companies have been sued for it, it still happens. 
Yeah. Wage theft? What's that? Uh, that's where, like, if you happen to be a waitress or waiter, you know, a server somewhere, you know, if you have a table that walks out on you and doesn't pay their bill, they take the cost of the meal out of your meager two thirteen an hour plus tips. And, uh, yeah. Or they have you, or they have you work overtime off the clock. Yeah. Well, the fact that restaurants, it's a, it's a, an established, it's almost a tradition in the United States that tips actually pay the waiter's wage. Yeah. That's, that's setting, that's the, the business owner just exempting himself from all accountability. It's setting the, the, the waiter against the, the customer. While the 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 business owner sits on the sidelines and just I don't know guffaws. I mean the the last night that I ever waited tables, I worked for twelve hours, and uh, had a table of six walk out on me, and they worked me to death. And so after putting in twelve hours, I ended up going home with eight dollars. Give uh, give some folks uh, an idea as to how this is. At the time of our recording, the euro and the dollar are almost on parity at the moment. Actually, the euro is a little bit below the dollar now. Okay. It fell to like 99 cents. Okay. Well, it, it's virtually parity. Yeah. Par- par- parity. Parity. Mm-hmm. This is what I get from not watching how I pronunciate stuff. Okay. Anyway, whereas what you get from the hanging, <laughs> yeah, there is that. Sorry. Whereas no. here in the United States, the the push has been for a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage for as as many areas as we can in the. Food hospitality service area, front of the house people, meaning the people who are servers, waiters, waitresses, the people who actually, you know, deal directly with the customers at the tables. They will typically end up with having an hourly wage of, and I'm making a very large generalization here for the moment, of let's just call it generously $3 an hour. As a base. And after that, the idea is that however many people you serve, they are expected to tip enough to bring what your hourly wage should be for the day up above, uh, well, above something. And from what we understand from having spoken with people elsewhere in the world and joseph i'm coming over to you for this one from what we learn it is very much not done the same way in europe especially where tipping is very oh, no. much just it's just not a thing yeah well you just have to look at the the system you know put two neurons together to understand that the system is just totally unjust but yeah. nobody seems to be doing that. Yeah, and I know when I was a server, at the end of the night, I had to 
report 8% of my sales as tips, whether I got that amount or not. But I had to do that, you know, to the IRS. Yeah. So now what this brings up sideways that still goes along with the topic, believe it or not, is that, especially here in the United States, the homogenization 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 thank you wow yeah dude okay this what i drank tonight does not have alcohol to it so i got nothing to blame except my own stupidity tonight my inability to speak in the united states it is far and away more common to have chain restaurants, chain eateries, the same stuff over and over and over again. So that one town looks like another town looks like another town. And there is so little actual local varieties that, again, as was said before, stuff just keeps getting gobbled up. If you'll pardon yep. the expression. What do they call that? Centralization? One power that controls everything. Kleptocracy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And but, you know, we're, we're actually, I, I still think this goes down, the responsibility for this goes down to a grassroots level because, you know, we're supporting the system. We continue going to these chain food restaurants. So. Well, I, you know, having been in that, you know, that place, that situation, um, I tip extremely well as long as I get, you know, just halfway decent service. If, you know, if they remember to come by one time and refill my water or my iced tea, you know, I'll tip 20 to 30%. Or like if my you know lunch tab comes to I don't know like nine dollars and fifty cents I'll give them a twenty and tell them to keep the change. Yeah. Um, but don't because I know how hard you're... it is. Yeah, but at the same time you're feeding the system. Well, I am, and I don't go out that much, but you know, especially if we go to like the American Atheist Convention or something like that, we tip very very well. And they're glad to have us there, um, you know. But what I find kind of ironic is, you know, living in Memphis, it was just a hop, skip, and a jump to West Memphis, Arkansas. And minimum wage in Tennessee is still seven twenty-five an hour, but Arkansas has raised their minimum wage to twelve dollars an hour. So, do you think I would want to work in Memphis? Oh, hell no. I would go to West Memphis and get a job. Perfectly reasonable to me. And Arkansas but is supposed to be a quote-unquote poor state, but they're doing better than Tennessee. And Tennessee can't find them. workers. And I'm like, duh. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying is that uh, as long as we keep, you know, tipping generously that's fine we're 
the 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 business owner they're they're, they're still um, exempt of all uh, responsibility and accountability yeah yeah and that's that's what this whole thing was supposed to be about you know situations yeah, how do like you this, change how do you change the system though that's part of the problem actually what you have to do is stop tipping well that the, was a problem land. as well you have to get the land uh, the landlord the um, get the business owner to uh, pay a damn decent wage for work actually done they're supposed to if you're not making at least minimum wage but it doesn't happen and that's what i consider wage theft yeah um yeah. and yeah, i know when i worked what, at sorry that's what unions are about that's what unions are about <laughs> but union busting has been a thing here for at least the last 10 years and Koch brothers well one of them's dead now but they were behind a lot of that and i know in Indiana, all the unions got busted here. They don't want unions. They don't want people to be able to bargain. And, you know, I mean, we need unions here. And I'm tickled to death to see some places that are trying to unionize. Yep. But a lot of people, if they try to unionize, they end up getting fired. And not having a job is not a good thing here. Well, that's the only way to make change because there's going to be that's going to happen. Uh, but um, as as far as I can see in the United States, unions are on the increase, which is a good thing, because we're talking on one side we're talking about uh, centralization of power, like one company buying up everything. Yeah. Uh, un- unions are um, a movement in the opposite direction. Well, Amazon does not want unions, and we're they're one of the biggest. Nobody, nobody controlling anything wants unions. I know. Agreed. And the thing about not working here is, you know, we already have a problem with people being homeless, but we have states now that are making it a felony, you know, to have to sleep under a bridge or in a park or whatever. And yeah, because, but the, but this is the counter movement to the. The unionization trend. They're going to fight back. Of course they are. This is war. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, but what used to kill me is when I was a server at Shoney's back in the day when there used to be, you know, a lot of Shoney's. I think it's also Fritchie's in some other states. Um, you know, every Sunday there would be a large group of Pentecostals that would come in after service and they do not tip as a matter of course and they would tie up a table for three or four hours and it'd be a group of like 30 of them and so there was one you know one that we worked with that was pentecostal and she was willing to wait on them which i thought was really nice of her um but then like after we closed and we had to you know clean up and refill condiments and stuff like that we got paid 213 an hour which was horrible and if business happened to be slow then they would have us clock out but we could not leave we had to stay until it picked up again and then clock back in it was really crappy that's shady shit yeah it's very shady 
No, I'd like to see this uh, business owner's profit margins. Uh, pretty high. Yeah. So they have no fucking excuse. I mean, it was exploitation all the way. But it's it's all about you have to hold the elders accountable. I mean, if you do a slight bit of research, and you know that's a, uh, another thing with unions. I mean, if the entire staff is hey, look at you're underpaying us, but you look you made this much money, you know, profits. Yeah, but and profits yeah. means that. Well, it all comes I, back to accountability. Yeah. And we're just not as soon as as long as we just let people do things like this, then they're going to continue doing it. Well, my dad was always in a in a union, and so was my uncle Tony. But they were members of Teamsters, mm-hmm. which you know was well, adjacent no. to mafia. You know, sort of. There's, there's um, no yeah, sort of that about was, that. Well, okay, Teamsters was mafia. But being a part of Teamsters, yeah, they got paid good wages. If they worked on holidays, they got triple time. If they worked on the weekends, they got double time. And my dad worked as much overtime as possible. But whenever they, you know, went on strike, uh, you know, if some shady shit happened and they had scabs, (laughs) there would literally be Teamsters come out there and try to run over people. But when they tried to do that, you kind of owed them favors, but that's just the way that it worked. Yeah, Stephanie is also pointing out, uh, one of those organizations tried that clock out, then clock back in in the UK years ago. That hit the papers and caused huge damage to the restaurant chain. And that's something that absolutely should be a thing. But the thing of it is, that's only and I'm saying it this way for a reason, only public pressure. It's not political pressure on them, legal pressure. And that's where this whole thing comes up. Here in the United States, some hundred-ish years ago, there were a number of industries that were broken up because there were monopolies, because they had an actual stranglehold on what people could pay for stuff, whether anything was being researched, whatever. And they were broken up. It was it was a thing. Olive Garden was just as bad. They would have you work four hours, then you would have to take off for two hours, and then come back for another four. The point, though, is that without the legal avenue, it's just... It, it's it's just public scorning. And if somebody starts giving, complaining about these, the, the way that they're being paid, they could just be fired. And here at the U.S., there are a lot of areas where it's, we can fire you for any or no reason. And we'll tell you that yeah. there's no reason. It's just, we, we don't want you anymore. And then when you try to use them as a reference later. They won't give you a good one. They're not supposed supposed to say anything about the employment but but, they will but they will which again is underhanded and wrong and then suddenly you're having a hard time trying to get work again yeah but as far as the having a clock out and sit there yeah shonies did that mexico chiquita did that olive garden did that 
Bennigan's did that. And those are the four places that, you know, I worked when I was paying my way through school. And I ended up saying the hell with that and went to go work for a bookstore. There was a- but all of these companies, and we can make a parallel with religion here, is that you basically got the people on top. They want all the profits, all the good stuff, without any accountability at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly right. What I was yep. going to point out, though, was that, um, you know what? It's, it's probably, even though it's been many years since, I'm, I'm hesitant to, to make reference to the, uh, the pay problem in a company that I had worked for once upon a time ago, a very long time ago now. So, uh, uh, it's probably better that I just not even touch on that one. I, I know I'm vague booking the whole thing. I'm sorry. It's just, just kind of second guessing what? myself. Booking? Uh, What's that? Vague booking. Uh, oh, they, vague booking. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I brought it up and I, I have to lock it back down again. I just kind of thought about it for myself. Uh, but you're exactly right as far as to this is the same kind of shit that can happen if you just twist a couple of knobs into religion. It's exactly the same yeah, kind of yep. thing. Them that's got the power, so long as they keep their finger on that power and nobody is allowed to wrest that thumb away from the scale, you know, there, there's there's no accountability. They can pretty well do whatever the hell it is that they want to do. And I'm specifically thinking of I don't even want to call him Pastor, but the coward Fred Locke? Am I thinking of the right name? Greg Locke. Greg. Greg Locke. That's right. The son of a bitch that wanted to be on a nice fluff, um, nice lightweight uh, atheist show to kind of talk and, and whatnot, and was going to be on with Bobby and Car- uh, Bobby Carey and, uh, and Ms. Ashley long time oh ago. Oh, goodness. You remember that? And then He's he- certifiably nuts. Yeah. Yeah, back when back when uh, Bobby and Ashley were still doing their stuff, you know, when when Ashley still was saying the hitty titties, and I uh, got I fucking miss. It. Anyway, Greg wanted to be on their he wanted to be on an atheist show, but didn't want to be doing anything like super confrontational. Just wanted to kind of touch his feet in the water, see what it was like talking with folks, and. It seemed to be at the time that he wanted to be kind of upfront, personal, you know, actually have a discussion and find out what is it the folks are saying on our side of the equation. And then he pushed it back and canceled and then pushed it back and canceled, canceled and pushed it back. And eventually it was just, just gone. She's just not saying anything. And that's when he started making up his own thing and starting his own cult of personality. And now he's just a full-blown believer in witchcraft and astral projection and and mind reading and witches and divinations and telekinesis. Yeah, because... 
you see why this happens is because he has a following that actually is into that shit. Yeah. If he didn't, if there wasn't a believer following, uh, he wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I oh, do. Truly, he's got one. Oh yeah, I yeah. and I do truly believe that the vast majority of it is. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. he's not a true believer. I do truly believe that this is performance art, and he's soaking up the adulation and the money because of I it. I think the same thing with Paula White. Could be. People who go to McDonald's are doing the same thing. Huh? I'm not sure I'm making the same connection here. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, you know, um, I you depend on a, if you depend on a higher power to bring you convenience or something like that, then yeah, it's depending okay. on the higher up. Okay, okay, I can, I, I can see where you're going on that. It, it's well, it's more like it's give me convenience or give me death. I actually made decent money at McDonald's. I mean, they paid me minimum wage, but I also did kids' birthday parties and stuff like that. And so it was not unusual for, you know, whoever I did the party for to slip me a 10 or $20 tip, which back when minimum wage was three and a quarter, that was a lot of money. Agreed. And that was like when I was, you know, 16 years old and you could work a summer and pay for college. Those were the days. And I was told by management that I was not allowed to accept tips. But one time when I got sick and they had to cover my parties, after that they decided I could take all the tips that I was given because it was hard work. Well, as long as they're making their profits. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it was nice to come home on a Saturday and have fifty dollars in tips plus what I was getting paid. Which, but what you I'm know, saying is, the reward they're getting is probably twice yours. And but back in '83, that was good money. Yeah, really good money. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. And for I don't know, I don't know what it what was stupid about me, but. When I was doing, um, when I was doing deliveries for the bakery out here, I had a couple of, uh, I had a couple of specialty cake deliveries that were to, um, trying to figure out how to, how to properly word it. Wedding cake deliveries where there were people on hand to watch me as I brought it in. And I'm not saying that they were spying on me or anything. They they happened to have been there, and they watched, and they were part of the event. And there were there there was a non-zero number of times where I was offered a tip for doing the job. And believe it or not, I told them no. I I told them thank you. Don't just just don't. But I did give them an alternative. Which was, if you'd really like to do something that's going to make me feel good about it, and and I I didn't hold him to it. I, I told him, you know, take whatever that tip is that you'd like to do, 
send it as a donation to the cancer research hospital out here. The, the big one, Roswell Park mm-hmm. Cancer Institute. Do that because it'll, it'll, it'll do better ultimately over there. I have no idea how many actually did it, but I put it into their hands to be able to do it because to me, that was something that was more important. Now, mm-hmm. let's face it. When you're making three bucks an hour as a guaranteed amount versus, you know, 10, 12, 15, which is what we really want. And, and people are supposed to supplement the rest. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to be turning away because I mean, come on, you can't. Well, I have to say when we lived in Arkansas, that, when I worked for Blue Cross and Blue Shield, I mean, they did pay me fairly. Uh, when I started, minimum wage was four twenty-five an hour, and they did hire through a temp agency, and they started us out at like five thirty-nine an hour. And people were like, "Can you get me a job there?" Because to them, <laughs> Arkansas was such a poor state, and that was good money. Plus, I had you know benefits, and by the time that I left. My pay there was like forty two thousand five hundred, you know, a year. And if I was still there, you know, my pay probably with raises and everything would have gone up to like fifty five or sixty thousand a year. And I have never been able to get back up to that amount, you know, and. This was like in 19, by 1999, my pay had gone up to that, but they gave us decent raises, you know, plus if you got, you know, promotions and things, you know, that was also a payment hike. And I wish I was still there. Can't blame you. Uh, Stephanie's also pointed out, the only thing that will change this is public pressure. People have to change their habits and stop going to the chain restaurants, etc. Very few can be bothered, so it will carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. But unfortunately, just like with the Walmart problem, there is the convenience and the economics. Walmart can go into an area and undercut so that people pay less Because they are so huge and they can just absorb it and make up the profit somewhere else in order to keep them, well, addicted to the drug, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah, that's one place we do not shop is Walmart. Yeah, me neither. Uh, We do not go out to eat. The few times that we have, it's been like a small mom and pop hole in the wall. Locally owned. Mm -hmm. And, you know, same thing for electronics or, you know, whatever. Um, Do not go. I do not go to any chain restaurants. This thing has to be thought out from top to bottom, because I see what you're saying. You know, you want to stay in the existing system because people start boycotting McDonald's. Well, McDonald's workers are going to suffer. Yep. And that's exactly what the McDonald's owners are, are counting on. 
They're actually holding their employees hostage. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why this kind of thing needs to come from the legislative side. There needs to be a, there needs to be pressure, legal pressure, so that there's actual teeth involved and there needs to be teeth involved. Thank you very much. In order to make sure that these ideas of fairness really get handled correctly. And as much as I would like to say that, you know, the, the hand of the market will help stay things to the right, to the, to, to make things right for everybody. Bad clunky wording on my part. I'm sorry. Time and time again, we've seen if, if the hand of the market can get away with screwing people over every and every chance it will do exactly that. And mm-hmm. that's why yeah, we had six year old kids dying from black lung from digging coal. It's like the hand of the market. Like it's like a passive aggressive way of implying that, um, you know, the market is something that nobody's controlling like fucking bullshit. Yeah, you're right. And it's again, once again, we're getting back to people who are not, we want to avoid all accountability. Oh, it's not me. It's my imaginary friend who says you should do like this and who benefits. Well, it's the person uh, saying their imaginary friend. It's basically, it's people, it's, it's just a lack of, um, it's a general lack of skepticism and people. You know, it's funny you say that because Stephanie had just, uh, just put over here, people need to think before they vote. You will never get over oh, this God, yeah. while people vote for X because they always have and do not notice that X has changed drastically. Uh, I saw a headline about how there is a very large change in the voting blocks right now in my country. Uh, how that is happening right now, what it's looking like, I don't know directly right now. But if I had a guess, I would say that there are far, that there is a very large exodus from quote unquote the right political parties to the I'm not going to say the center or the left but to the independent Hmm. voter there are some that absolutely will refuse to vote democratic or progressive and unfortunately here in the United States there is no actual national quote-unquote progressive party as recognized you know as an actual block worthwhile the democratic party is the closest thing to it and you're really not it's center right which sucks but but the the fact that there is a very large shift from what i've understood so far from right-leaning to independent, that says something. That says a lot right now. And I'm truly hoping... Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no independent party, though. You're, you're correct. But that means that there is a there is less guarantee of voters on one side. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Because that means that now, what I was saying at the top of the, uh, at the top of the show of as far as to how many groups should there be in any particular thing, the number is debatable, but the the minimum number to me should be three, and not because you know the whole three is a magic number thing, or because the com- uh, my country's governmental system is based on a three ring circus or a check and balance between three branches but because to the way that i think of things there is there is yes on a on a uh, on a proposition there is no on a proposition and then you got everything everyone i should say in the middle of it all who need to be convinced and when you've got a very large contingent in the middle of you need to convince me to be on board with you, that's where the marketplace of ideas really starts to take hold. And that's where we can actually see where good education really starts to grab onto groups. It's not as good as it should be here in my country. But just like how we've said that there are pockets of inoculation against different diseases or against the God virus in some cases, there are still pockets of people that have been taught well, who can educate others, who can answer questions and can definitely point out the group that you've been with all these years. Dude, do you know what they've been doing? You need to vote against them. Hold your nose. Vote for the other guys because these guys need to go the hell away. When there's effectively only a two-ring circus, that's the best that you can hope for. There really should be a third group in order to sway everything. But unfortunately, right now in my country, we ain't got that. Yeah. Independents that do happen to run get very low percentages of votes, like two to three percent. Well, they they have no chance. That's all, and it's set up that way. It is set up that way, and a lot of times they're excluded from debates, and I don't think that's right. Yep. And that one's a double-edged sword because how far down the list should people be allowed to be in the debates? Well, I mean, I don't know, but I know that in my state, they're not allowed to participate if they're libertarian or independent. And, you know, at the state level, I don't think that that's fair. Um, And we've got a problem here now to where Democrats know that they cannot win. And so we have a lot of Republicans that are running unopposed. That's a problem. And they know that they can't win. Well, that's pretty self-defeating. Well, well it's true. It is. Um, I have had several friends that have run for offices several times, and they'll lose by 30 or 40 percent. 
And a lot of that was backlash because of Obama. Um, Because, you know, uh, our legislators are racist as hell. They're just not attention. I mean, this is going to be politically incorrect, but they're not attention whores. And so you don't hear about them on TV or anything like that. But they are racist. And, you know, they'll come out with statements every once in a while, but you know that they are. It's just they're not grifting off of it and going on all the talking head shows and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, at first we had Tea Party that primaried all of the statesmen here and got them kicked out in 2010, and now they're QAnon adjacent. And okay. it's scary. Nobody, and a lot of them yeah, are theocratic. I mean, Pence was a theocrat, but we've got some that are worse than Pence. Well, it's still, what scares me most is the general, the dumbing down that began with Reaganomics. It's just gotten, the, the bar is so low now. You're exactly right. I mean, there's so many, there's so many in my country that still think that Ronald Reagan was this incredible bastion of uh, American rah-rah. And yet one of the first things that I remember about him, never mind the, the assassination attempt on him, because that, that was an absolute looney tune. The big thing that I remember about him, and reminding you that at this point, uh, let's see, I don't remember when it happened, but he came into office 1980. I was, I was, ele- I was, I was, I was 10 years going on 11 years old. I vividly remember at that time, the air traffic controllers went on strike yep. because yeah. of their working conditions. And they all got fired. And they were all across the nation summarily fired yep, and replaced. I remember that too. For a political organization who one of their big selling points economically was let businesses operate themselves and everything will work out just fine. They'll regulate themselves. Everything will work out just fine. He went ahead and said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and just wipe them out. Now, as memory serves, they were federal employees. Mm-hmm. But even so, that's the first thing that I really remember. The first big thing that I remember about him. It is not unfair to say that he was a tool. Yep. You know, it's funny. This also... Sorry. This also goes to dem- this also goes to demonstrate that it's actually useful to have a poor population because um, you know it's an effective tool against the middle class because um, like the strike you were just talking about if they were going to fire everybody well they've got somebody immediately on hand to replace them people desperate to work to a certain degree yeah. You're, you're quite exactly right. And Stephanie's also pointed out, Reagan and Thatcher were a lethal combination that has caused mm-hmm. huge damage to both countries. Yep. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Now, I, I will admit, again, reminding you, you know, I'm 10, 11 years old at the time. I knew of Margaret Thatcher. I don't know what she was doing at the time because I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a 11-year-old kid in New York City or outside of New York City. You know, the hell did I know about that? The It was cutting off unemployment benefits and all kinds of stuff. Doing this, basically doing the same thing as Reagan. But, no. um, but Thatcher was full aware of what she was doing. Reagan was more uh, a puppet. I think that's fair to say, sadly. Now, yes, Reagan was governor of California for a while. I get that. That still doesn't change. Well, yes, but. And Mm. yes, before that, Reagan was an actor. It doesn't change the fact that they could have good information to work off of. I mean, it's entirely possible to find out that somebody who has worked um, in movies for a a good number of years may have actually worked in a fire department in a metropolitan area and decided to go back in a time of crisis to help out. Yes, that is a story that actually happened back in 2001. I would otherwise go ahead and say, yeah, you can Google that fact, but I mean, well, actually, I'm going to go ahead and exactly say that because, I mean, it's perfectly fine, perfectly unreasonable. Well, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger went on to become governor. Yep. Yeah, but then you've got the uh, president of Ukraine, who's a former actor. Yep. Yep. Uh, And what a difference. so it's, a, it's yeah, oh God, yeah. So it's, I, I'm actually quite wrong to try to make a comparison. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's good to make that comparison because it obviously shows that the big difference between the president of Ukraine being an actor versus the president of the United States being actor. Obviously, the biggest problem is, well, if you add Margaret Thatcher into the equation, the biggest problem is English is the problem. You get people not speaking English anymore. Obviously, they're stand-up personalities. And they do a much better job. An actor in the United States huh. speaking English versus an actor from Ukraine speaking Ukrainian. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, dif- the difference is the, the language. But if you remember Al Franken, when he you know became a senator, he was a hell of a senator. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's a comedian. And, uh, you know... But he was a hard-working senator, though. He got shit done. He was trying really hard. I was pleasantly surprised. And and that's what I like about... He made the transition, because comedians are people who are, for the most part, the most on the ball in our society. They know exactly what's going on. Oh, yeah. But the fact that they remain comedian... You know, they can poke fun at something without doing it, without doing anything about it, without, um, you know, putting their hand to the mill. I don't know what the expression is, but Franken, he, he made the transition. He went from making fun of it, knowing it for exactly what it is, to actually trying to do something about it. And 
I forgot why he was taken down, but uh, he because, was taken down. Because there were pictures that showed questionable behavior is what it came down to. And they brought into question his character, that perhaps he was uh, sexually assaulting someone. The as really as I've they brought into question, but was that question ever answered? As I recall, mm -hmm. yes and no. Oh. He he oh, no. he went ahead and ultimately said, "You know what? I don't think that these show what you think that they show. I didn't mean that to be that way." But you know what? For the good of everyone else, I will go ahead and I will step down so that there is no, uh, th there is, there is no misview of the character that I am. And I will step down because I think it's the honorable thing to do. Yeah. He sacrificed himself on the altar of what? I'm going to use an expression. We did not deserve. Mr. Franken with that level of character. What does that mean? He was the type of person to say, look, even though that isn't what you think it was at the time, that I wasn't trying to do that. And if I remember right, the person that was uh, part of the photo also ended up saying, no, that, that wasn't what was going on. He went ahead and said, look, I'm not even going to allow... Uh, I'm I'm not going to go through anything with this. You guys think that that's what it looks like? I can see where you could possibly see that, but you know what? In instead of going through and and putting anybody through the ringer for this whole thing, I'll just go ahead and I'll just bow out now and just do right for the country and for the uh, which what was he a senator? Yep. For for the Senate. That he would he would do what was best for the Senate and for the country and step and just step down. We don't we didn't deserve someone that had that kind of character to to who would be willing to just go ahead and say, It's better for everybody if I just step out, even though I could probably just cakewalk through this. I'll just just step aside and just be done. Well these days he he could have hung in there. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, that's why we have to rethink everything from top to bottom. Yep. Stephanie's well, got to... Sorry, finish. But it, it starts on the bottom because, I mean, anybody, any critically thinking following would bring into question these accusations and all that and look at that for themselves. But if he's going to sacrifice himself to voter faith in an yeah there's a problem there yeah stephanie had also put over here president Zelensky uses his humor to dig at putin and it is great he also knows how to use media as a tool to support his country both are very good points comedians good quality comedians and I'm not talking about people who 
punch other groups down or punch up other groups. Comedians who will make you laugh at a situation just long enough to go, oh, wait, shit, let me think about that a second again. Those kinds of comedians are incredibly important because they are the ones who take notice of what's going on societally so that they can explain to you as if it were a funhouse mirror in a way that seems funny, but then just ju there's just enough hint of acid in the whole thing for you to af after the, the laughter has started, you kind of have that uncomfortable moment of realization of, oh, shit, I just learned something. I should really think about this a little bit more. And they have better. Yeah, it, it, it also comes to the following because these comedians have a following. These are people who understand, you know, what these comedians are saying. They know it's true. So yeah. they have a following. It, it, it's funny because if I was going to start a new, a new society, going utopic here, but it would actually, I think an ideal center would be comedians and their following. Well, they're also better at speaking off the cuff and connecting with an audience. Yeah, good, good quality comedians are the ones who are tuned into the collective psyche that can make these connections for people, large groups of people, so that and and doing it very quickly, like you said, off off the cuff, very very quickly on the fly, to something that a very large number of people will understand, because it is part of the collective consciousness, and it isn't just completely you know just completely out there. George Carlin was an absolute master of that craft. Even though he became incredibly angry in his later years, he was an absolute master of explaining to people, verbally bitch-slapping society, and telling them, dumbasses, pay attention to this because this is what's happening and this is what's going to happen unless you pay attention and do shit. Yeah. And he got incredibly angry because of his following, even though they acknowledge um, everything that he put forward. Well, they, they, not they wouldn't do anything, but they couldn't do anything. Or they didn't, for whatever reason. Yeah, because um, unfortunately, skeptically thinking society, it's, it's a minority now. Oh my God. Stephanie is uh, pointing one out, reminding you about uh, uh, his his digs at Putin. Stephanie <laughs> said, uh, "My favorite is when he thanked Putin for providing so many armaments for Ukraine. Remember those yeah. tractors towing away Russian tanks for repair and reuse." Yeah, um, and he was talking about how they came out with more tanks than they started with. Yeah, it's true. But his. Uh, series that he was in, you know, Servant of the People, that was funny, too. Um, there were some lines in there where the people are fighting in the Senate and, you know, or Parliament or whatever it was that they had, and he couldn't get them to quit arguing and fighting. And he was, you know, like, excuse me, excuse me, I'm trying to talk here. And then he finally said, 
Putin's been overthrown and everything got really quiet. And he's like, it works every time. <laughs> That's great. Maybe I should see about uh, uh, creatively acquiring that to watch sometime. Well, it's on Netflix and Don't the first two seasons are actually hilarious. Don't have Netflix. And they do have English subtitles, but... Um, <laughs> some of the scenes are just so funny and I'll have to share some clips with you because especially the one where they thought that they were being put into the uh, UN and it didn't happen oh my god that scene was so funny Um, but yeah I love that series some of it is just hilarious Um, but what I was going to say is Everything is riding on 2022 midterms. And if we can get some more Democratic senators, oh, yeah. then we can have nice things. Yeah. But it's going to take getting more to override Mansion and Cinema, And that's just the facts. Is it wrong of me to just want them to just go away? No. But if they happen to change their party affiliation to GOP right now, then we have Leader McConnell and we're in a world of hurt. Here's another so one I want I, to just go away to. Yeah. Give me well, a Thanos glove. I'll snap him. He's said that if he cannot be House Speaker again, or, uh, yeah, um, that he's going to retire. Oh, nice. But his successors have already been lined up in Kentucky, so. You know what? There have been so many bad faith things that have been said by that son of a bitch. I still would not trust him. Don't trust him. But if he cannot be, you know, the majority leader, he said that he would retire. He wants the power. Of course he does. And they've already told us all the horrible things that they're going to do if they, you know, regain power. And when they say what they're going to do, I believe them. Hey, guys, I'm going to have to leave you because uh, there's some people coming now. Um, okay. Yeah, we're going to be wrapping momentarily but, uh, anyway. But glad that you were able to make it, man. You take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to be here in a second. Just one second, I'll check. Because I've got the uncle, and uh, he came in as douchable. <laughs> Wait a second. No, it's okay. Did he say douchemobile? No, douchable. Douchable. You know the uh, the the French uh, the French equivalent of the Volks Volkswagen. Yes. The, the after war coccinelle. Oh. You mean the 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 cute the cute little of. Uh, uh, the the cute little uh, like a, automobile that that runs on like a a wound up rubber band. You can take it apart with like a spanner and a vice grip and put it back together again, right? Yeah, pra practically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, but go on, guys. It's okay. All right. <laughs> the, um, I don't know how much uh, how much how much further to really go on to that because I mean. 
I think the last thing that I want to say before I, uh, before I see about, you know, seeing what you guys will get to, to finish off with, um, we've, we, we've talked on so many previous occasions where we've expected there to be, um, a way that people are supposed to behave in politics and that's just Mm -hmm. not been happening that that expectation of composure comportment Mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen anymore and that's that's a problem because there is no gentlemanliness about it and i i know i know it it, it's a gendered term but the the i sincerely hope the point is still there we expect that there should be a way that people comport themselves in politics and in other avenues, in, in, in economics, in spirituality. And they just don't. Because them that's got the power set the rules, and that's not the way that it's supposed to be. And God damn it, rules need to be set for the idea of keeping fairness for all and if those don't have teeth the hell was the point well that's why i miss having statesmen in congress because they used to compromise and either side you know might not get everything that they want but they would get something they would at least talk through identify the problems that either or both sides had and then try to find their way to resolving those problems and get to the best parts of everything and work from there and put that. There used to be decorum. That's the word. Thank you. Decorum. That's the word. God damn it. I couldn't even remember that word. And there's not any anymore. You're right. And you know, especially, especially about the ones like, you know, Bobert and Marjorie Three Toes. I said I was going to shut up now, and you throw that name out there. Fuck me. Well, sorry, but they're horrible. You're right. And we lost Joe. All right, we'll see what happens momentarily. I do enjoy seeing a good pawn every now and then from uh, Jamie Raskin. There have been some really good moments. And the John Fetterman trolling him at Oz is just brilliant. I know, right? It's 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 great. It's just I really hope he wins. I don't know that uh I don't know what's going to be happening with Joseph. Uh, I don't see him as online at the moment, which may or may not be germane. Uh, well, well, he did have video going from outside aiming towards the castle, so. Well, briefly, yeah. So, yeah, there is that. Um, but the banner from the Jersey Shore was the best. On on the airplane, that was perfect. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even gonna. Mm-hmm. 
Nope. Not, not, not going to handle on that one. Uh, Stephanie, uh, if you want to see poor politics, take a look at the choices the conservative party members have to vote on. Sunak, yeah. who has destroyed the economy, or Truss, who's an idiot. Yeah, I've been paying attention to that too, Stephanie. Uh, sadly, I will admit I have not. Um, yeah, the Tories are a hot mess. Yeah. Um, since we do have to see about, uh, wrapping up, uh, I'll, 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 I'll use this moment to, to kind of tell you about this really quickly. Bridget asked me before, uh, before the show, if I had been watching what's been going on with the January 6th committee meetings this past week, just Thursday, as a matter of fact, Thursday night watching. I found my, for lack of a better way of putting my doom scroll limit. When there was talk about the radio chatter that was going on. I'm not going to go into the specifics of it all. Anybody wants to go ahead and find out about it. Reminding you that it is currently uh, 24 July 2022. So it was just uh, the 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. And there are videos on YouTube. Several. Yeah. I I'm trying really hard to hold myself together on this one. I want there to be accountability because of the content that was in those messages. I'm going to say the same thing that I said to Bridget before we came on. When you go into the military, you know full well the likelihood that you will have to make the ultimate sacrifice is something that is always a background noise. There is that possibility. When you're in the paramilitary, it's a far lower concern because it should not really be that much of a concern, but it is still always just only just barely perceptibly there. What we heard about on that radio chatter should never happen in a domestic situation. It should never have happened. And like I said, there needs to be accountability and people held to justice for all this shit. Because we cannot have kings. Well, I will give a spoiler on that. They were afraid. They were, you know, trying to dodge people and decide where a safe place was to leave and saying, if we don't leave now, we can't. And people calling their loved ones to say goodbye. It was that bad. And that just floored me. And to hear Miss Luria's statement, I agree 
with her 100%. You know, she was in the Navy for several years, and she took the same oath that I did, and it was to uphold and defend the Constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. And she said she never, ever dreamed that the enemies would be domestic from within. I agree with that. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. My phone just decided to um, run out of power uh, without warning me. Yeah, we kind of worried a little bit about that for a couple of moments. You're all good for uh, for whatever you want to close with. Uh yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm I'm gonna sign off now. Um, well, you guys hang in there, and. Uh, I'll still be in Castle Country next weekend, so, uh, well, I'll see you then. We'll see what happens. Good luck, man. You have a safe week out there, especially. Don't, don't, don't end up in the fire, huh? Okay, uh, yeah. well, I, have to, I have to look into the fire <laughs> so I can avoid it. All right, you guys all, you all take care, man. You too. You too. Ciao. Okay, talk to you later. Ciao. So, um, I think I've, uh, I think I've soapboxed enough for tonight. Uh, what do, what do you want to, uh, end up with for the night? Mm, I don't really have that much, but I do have somebody that I want to give a big fuck you to. You know what? All things considered, be my guest. Todd Rokita. Run that one by me again. Todd Rokita. He is our AG. And it looks like the OBGYN up in Indianapolis that he disparaged and lied about, she is going to sue him for defamation. Right. Which she should. And since... Governor Holcomb is term limited. Rokita is probably going to be my next governor. He's scum. I cannot stand him. But he lied. And he stirred up shit. And he put a target on that doctor's back. So she's having to get security now because she's getting death threats. You know, I find it so funny. And I don't mean funny, haha. I mean funny, hmm. You know, whenever there are talk about the extremists, every once in a while, somebody will have a post on on some social media or other, and they're just like, you know, you talk about the extremists, look at where they're all coming from. Somebody will inevitably go ahead and counter with, well, did they say where they were coming from? What uh, po political affiliations they were? And I won't directly engage with the whole whataboutism part of it all, such as it is. But I do point out, considering how many extremists identify with the political right in this country, and how often it happens, and how often they seem to fit the same pattern of, you know, 
how they look, who they are. Um, my money's going to be on, yeah, they're extremists from the political right in this country. Because he's worse than Pence. He is every bit the theocrat. It's just he's more of a vindictive asshole than Pence ever was. No, I, I get you. I get, and, and he's such a fucking. Okay. Normally, I wouldn't go ahead and, and do a little bit further on this one, but I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to use I'm going to use this heavy duty f bomb for a second. Mike Pence, you fucking limp wristed noodle dicked asshole that you are. This motherfucker has gone ahead and literally said maybe Mike would deserve it when asked about the whole hang Mike Pence, having these people going out to find you and hang you by the neck until dead as a political statement. And you don't have the fucking guts to come out there and say anything. Yeah. You absolute positive tool. He might get subpoenaed anyway, though. I fucking hope so. The goddamn... If ever... If ever the much-fabled Black Ops group that we used to call Echoon actually existed. If it does. Back in the day, we thought that Echoon was supposed to have been this entire black ops industry for monitoring any and all electromagnetic communications possible to record, decode, and analyze any kind of radio traffic of any kind. And reminding you, cell phones are radio communications, no matter how you want to slice it. Mm -hmm. If ever Echelon existed, they need to produce the information that's necessary to nail this motherfucker to the wall. I don't care if it exposes the fact that they exist. I don't care. Well, the NSA exists, and they do have everything. That's what I'm waiting on. I think now is a good time to just call it a night before I go on a rip-roaring tirade, because I've had <laughs> more than enough time to do my little soapboxing, and I try not to do that, even though, you know... My show, my rules. I try really hard not to do that. Well, I'm so boxed enough to you. Fair enough. So we'll go ahead. We'll call it a night. Thank you for being with us, everybody. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives. You got something to think about for the week ahead. And oh my God, please just, just keep masking up. Keep getting shot up as much as you have to. Please stay safe. We want you healthy. Yeah. Give a warning about that to the B5 that is going around now. Uh, has a lot of similarities to Delta in that it's infecting people, you know, more down into the lungs. Uh, their original Omega was staying mostly upper respiratory. 
Um, but this is, you know, starting to go down in the lungs like Delta did. So be really careful. And, 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 and on top of fucking everything else in my goddamn state, why the fuck is polio back? I know. In my that. fucking state. I saw that. That floored me. I cannot tell you the level of livid I have gone through over the last 48 hours finding out about that. The only saving grace I have right now is that it's nowhere near me. But if there's one thing that we've learned about this whole goddamn pandemic thing is that that don't mean shit. And I heard that that kid is paralyzed. Currently, I don't know what their state is. Well, I, this is what Dr. Griffin said on his update a couple of days ago. So, stay masked, stay inoculated, stay safe, stay the fuck away from people if you, you can, because Lord knows. And if you do decide that you're going to go out on the water while it's still, you know, while we still have oceans, just please don't be drinking and boating. That's the last thing you want to have happen. It's all too easy to end up dead because you got stupid. Please don't do that. Over in the chat, by the way, Felis, thank you, hon. You take care of yourself. Please stay safe. Stephanie, also, you know, our hopes, you know, we, we're trying to pay attention to what's going on over there. It's a little tough, you know, getting stuff from outside, but we, you know, we do sympathize and we are still you know, kind of keeping track of stuff as best we can. And if it gets any much hotter over there, uh, just turn the, uh, turn the London eye up to, you know, 75% power. Maybe it'll, it'll help blow the wind a, a little bit better. Just don't put anybody inside it. It might work. Won't do shit. Melting tarmacs are just blowing my mind. It, it, it is what it is. Any case, um, hun, you also, you know, you you take care of yourself. Be please be safe. And I'm glad you were able to make it. It's um. It's a tough week for uh, for a lot of this shit. It's been tough on my nerves. It's been tough on a lot of people's nerves. But if there's one good thing that I'm going to leave everybody with, bittersweet that it might be, just remember that this week, 53 years ago this week, we came in peace for all mankind. People will remember the names Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. I've remembered those names almost all my life. But please always especially remember the name Michael Collins. For several days... For 
two days, if I remember correctly. He was the most isolated human being that had ever lived. And he had the most nerve-wracking job of them all. So, we'll be back again next week. And assuming that the pendulum swings back into the light-hearted area for some news, I don't know. I can only hope. Hopefully we'll have something worthwhile talking about there. So, until the next time we're together, everyone, as always... Okay, Stephanie, look, it doesn't matter where you are. I know you're not exactly near London, but if they crank up the London eye enough, maybe the breeze will actually blow things around over there. I don't want you guys hitting 40C over in the UK. I mean, come on. Actually, what did they hit? Yeah. They hit 30 in London? Uh, it was higher than that. Fuck. Just please be safe. Seriously, just just be safe. I think they hit like 38, 39. Yeah, let's, let's, let's just be careful out there. So till next time, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady, 29 years, we should have been married. I am still in love. Matere Fujin. I love you, I miss you, dream of me. Till next time we're together, everyone. Of course, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, Thank you for listening.